Do you be reading what Hold you Hold on, Virgin Call. You're listening to Eye of Time Media. Live as we see it. I didn't get to watch the video. I don't think we needed to watch the whole video. I think the clips would su- suffice. The, the, but the um, that's suffice, not me. But this, it, you know, yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, I think the three minutes that I sent you guys put highlighted the ignorance of Charlemagne. And when I tell you black people are coming for him, and, and I understand that he plays devil's advocate, but his ignorance was just a highlight okay i didn't of see everything it. all right let me look at it now the struggle is um i think it's almost it's it's very similar obviously they'll always pick up they'll always pick the lighter you know they'll always pick the ones that look like i said before like j-lo's and shakira's and stuff before they look at us who cares if you're talented who cares if you're educated you know you're always going to be the last option and that's it's just so it's just a symbol of beauty i don't, I don't see that like right yes now. And I'm, I guess I'm uptown a lot. I'm in New York. But you don't see it where? I don't even see it I in mean, Hollywood no more. I feel like that. I feel like times have changed a lot. Okay, but the same thing I, I go back to. For the most part, I'm coming from the Latin market okay. into the American, mm-hmm. and this is the struggles that we have. Right? You can say you're you sure not in your mind. We it's just not, not because on love it's not because you yeah, can. That's love and hip hop. That's a storyline. And who the fuck is but Hollywood? But it's a true. <laughs> but it's a true. Yeah, but it's a true storyline. Like it's not even. We didn't have to fake it because it's the truth. Like if you sit down, I would love for you to Google right now. Well, besides the Latin soap opera, well, well, have you? There's no it? movies. There's no so, uh, soap operas. There's no magazines. There's there's just nothing. Mm-hmm. And if they do, they'll pick this one that's kinda. Well, what is Cardi B? Cardi B is Dominican, and I think she's Guyanese mixed with. Or or something. She's, She's mixed with something so else. Explain her. Cardi Teeth was messed up. She came from the script club. She yes, so-called ratchet and ghetto as hell. Now she's America's darling. You just said it. America's darling. I'll tell you something that happened that was really in, in my lifetime that is a reason why I stand so hard for it. I went to do an audition for a Latin soap opera, and they told me I had a special look. Special look means you're black. So they said I had a special look, and I was like, okay, cool. They're like, honestly, because you're so cool, I'm just going to tell you the truth. Listen, if we have any roles like, you know, maybe like a prostitute or, wow. uh, you know, a gangster a oh Bible or a gangster, or maybe if we do like a slave, maybe Whoa. like soap opera or something, wow. definitely okay. you will have you in mind. You should have told them that's not the way you treat special people. But at that moment, just to hear that, you don't even know how to react. You don't know if to be like the fuck you just said to me right now like you don't know so it's it's really hard no we don't have black lives matter movement we don't have martin luther king's we don't have malcolm x we don't have the voice no i just personally think that this was an opportunity like she speaks as if it's so foreign if you're seeing a person who is black as you who's undeniably black and saying in the Latin market, there is no one who looks like me and I want to change things. And you're questioning if they're black and if they're this and if they're that. Just imagine someone questioning you if you're a black and all these things. I agree. So everything you just said. This is, I find it so ignorant. And the thing is this, I've, I understand that my situation is, I guess, with a West Indian background, um, I know that there's Black Hispanics, and I know that there's um, people from, you know, our countries who don't 
look like us or look very much like us or black people who speak Spanish. But when I hear people say that, it is so ignorant to me. Like, for example, both y'all got Latin blood, okay? And both y'all black. Like, you, anybody walking down the street going to be like, they're not going to be all questioning what you are. They're going to say that you're black girls. But when I watch someone like Charlemagne, and he has a huge platform. And if you see a black woman saying, in my culture, you don't see people look like me, you know, this is the American side. Um, on, you might see people like that in America, and, you know, it might be a little bit. But, like, in my culture, if you're not white, they don't even highlight you. You're not in shows. You know, I got maybe a position to be, you know, proposition to be a prostitute in a movie or, like, maybe a slave. But I can't just be, like, the best friend. You know what I mean? And the fact that he can't understand that and he's black his damn self. And he just doesn't accept it. Like, why do I, as a black person, have to say to another black person that I'm black? The level of ignorance. Ooh, I'm telling you, Charlemagne is starting to make me really think twice about him. I am going to share what my theory is, but I do mm-hmm. think it's aligned with stuff that I've said before and it's just kind of the creed of what I think applies to this situation. Americans. And particularly black Americans don't get out of their space. And what I mean by that is they don't travel, they don't see, and they don't see beyond America or Brooklyn or South Carolina in this instance. And that's the same thing. Envy kind of tired, you know, jumped in. It was like, he was like Harlem, whatever. But I'm like, okay, yes. Within Harlem, you may see a variety of Latin, black, Latin, I guess what they would be called as traditional Latin, uh, uh, Jennifer Lopez or Shakira type, but they don't see within the subculture of that. They don't see that. Mm. So they've never probably turned on a Telemundo and look and observe, oh, I never see a black anchor or I've never seen a black um, woman. main character on a, a, any of these telenovelas. I've never seen, you know, they, they don't see without their space. Whereas West Indians, we grew up with like watching DCAT or whatever, the Caribbean channel. You have your Caribbean newspaper. You're always kind of submerged with what outside of U.S. American politics, culture, you understand the subset of that. And I think as a whole, Americans do not. And particularly black Americans, because they don't understand that you go to a quote, quote, Caribbean island or a Latin island, and there is a black population, or in some cases, an Asian population. We, we know there is a community of Chinese Jamaicans that, for them, it, it's so hard to fathom. I remember I was talking to somebody, and I was like, oh, I have a friend who's like Jamaican Chinese. And they would say, that idea to them was so, what do you mean? Okay, we, there is a Chinese community in Jamaica that has lived there for years. As far as I can remember growing up, there is that community, and they don't understand it, and they don't see past their nose. America. Exactly. And I, it's, I, just, I, it's just indicative of Americans. That's yeah, what I think. I think it's yeah, more so yeah. that than anything else. <laughs> yeah, it's part of, it's also part of the reason why 
um, people outside of America don't really like Americans because they just think America is the world and whatever happens in America is universal so that when someone who has roots in other countries or are is just like intelligent or well-traveled because if you are truly educated you will know that all Latin countries including Mexico has a black like group who are native to the country you know what I mean like there's black Colombians there's black Guatemalans there's black Panamanians there's black you know et cetera et cetera et cetera because I'm specifically mentioning um Central America because people just think that everybody in Central America looks like the average Mexican, Mexican person you know what I mean mm-hmm. and it's stupid and it's unfair and it's not true um I can say with you Cynthia if you don't mind me mentioning when I was at your wedding I was speaking to a Puerto Rican person who said oh they speak Spanish yes I looked at fucking oh god like are you kidding me so are at her wedding and you don't know I was ready to go people are that ignorant so he's this is just this just hella ignorant and it really bothers me. So yes, people, in case you have never known, all Latin countries have black have people. Black people and okay? not exclusive to black countries. Australia as well. Yeah. But you want to know something? There's there yes. But you want to know that but they the, classify the, them differently. Like that, that they're different because they weren't brought from Africa. I'm saying that people, the the black people that are in um Australia are are aborigines and they're the people but they yes I they're just as dark as me some of them even darker you know what I mean but what I'm saying is the um the people who are brought from Africa and distributed throughout North America Central America and South America all go back to Africa because they were physically brought here. And therefore, they're all throughout this area, all throughout the West Indies, and this is how they got there. You understand? And, you know, whatever mixing and mingling they did, whether they mixed and mingled with Aborigines and they mixed and mingled with the Spaniards and the Chinese and the Indians, as in Indians from (coughs) India, um, and came up with all different, you know, mixtures of people. But this is what happens. And the fact is children aren't, people aren't, Americans aren't educated in well in the general public school system. And this is why they make, the, they go out there and they make these kind of ignorant but comments. Here's the, here's and yes, the thing. I'm, oh. They are, Americans in general, especially black Americans, are, and I'm, I'm, I'm going to use harsh words because I think they're needed are hyper-obsessed with the American slave story, that they ignore that slaves went to everywhere. Other places. (laughs) And they went there before they came to the United States of America, what we call the United States of America. The same sort of racist uh, issues that happen in the United States of America between Europeans, Natives, and Africans is the same shit that happened in Central and South America. 
The difference being there is a unifying language that Americans, because they are not stressing multilingual education, they tend to lump everybody that is not a Black American as other. So, for example, Charlemagne made the comment, well, is it all in your head? That is equivalent to telling a, black, a white person, telling a Black person, all this racism you're talking about, isn't it all in your head? The arrogance of Americans that they would fix their mouth to say shit like that is amazing to me. And, and, and what's crazy about Charlemagne is he, he has had a similar conversations on his own podcast and people have corrected him on his own podcast. This is like for years. So why hasn't he gotten it through his head? Why doesn't he see, why would he ask the question about what is Cardi B in comparison to this young lady? They're from the same Dominican Republic. And everybody knows, at least everybody that's not American apparently, or obsessed with Dominicans, certain types of Dominicans, know that even Dominicans don't like to be considered black. They're very, you say they black, and, and oh my God, it's this thing. Puerto Ricans don't like to be considered they black, unless, you know, it's some benefit for them. Yeah. And they're going to talk about right. Tainos, like or if it's the goddamn parade, or some bullshit like that. Then they want to pull it out. But generally, no, no, they don't, they don't like it. So the same sort of colorism that happens in the United States of America happens all over the world. And the fact that black Americans can't marry as a black person, someone is having the same fucking struggle somewhere else in the world fucking irritates me. It, it, and that's why throughout my life, I have been very insistent on calling myself a black Latin American. And people get offended by that. Because they're like, oh, but at the end of the day, you're black. Yes, but you have to understand there's varieties to black. And there's way too many. People say all the time that black people can't be racist. And this is why I argue that. Some of the worst and dero most derogatory comments about foreigners, black foreigners, have come from black people. And it goes beyond prejudice. When you're calling people coconuts, when you're telling people that are actually fucking more educated than you, go back to where it came from. You're telling them that they're taking your jobs when they're working two and three and four jobs to support everybody, to make sure everybody has a better life here when they can, in fact, be back home and still own their house and be living nicely because everybody, everybody buys into this fucking American dream. Black Americans like Charlemagne, especially these Southern ones, rub me the wrong, the wrong fucking way. The fact that he can't look at Cardi B and look at this girl and see there is a, an obvious difference. She mentioned J-Lo. She mentioned Shakira. She mentioned, um, and he mentioned Cardi B. They all look different than her. Just because you're not watching telenovelas and all this other stuff. And, and even DJ Envy was hyping it. But I don't really expect some, a lot from Envy most of the time because he just seems, oh. He's simple. He's simple. You can say it. He really he does seem there. simple. And I, I mean, thank God for his wife because she, she's a, she's a saint. But I watched that fucking thing and got irritated. I, I, well, yeah, I'm telling you, when I saw, I, I've been hearing bits and pieces about it today. But what really happened is like when I was seeing the comments, like people were going in. And thank you for the people. You know, it's mostly, it was mostly uh, West Indian. West Indian. I think. You know what I mean? Because we know the struggle, but there were black people in there too. Just because it's like, if you're just an 
intelligent person and you want to sit down and talk to a Jamaican or a Trinidadian and talk about colorism, it's the same experience. It is the same experience whether you be in Australia or Antigua or, you know, Austria. <laughs> you know I, mean, I mean, let's talk about Jamaica, how the ruling, quote unquote, the ruling party, the ruling class is all most of the time light skin Jamaican versus dark skin Jamaican. Same thing in Panama. It's the same thing in all in most black countries. So explain to me why the fuck Charlemagne and other black Americans can't understand that black throughout this world, something people don't like black. Why can't that translate? Why is it only the American experience that, why? Because foreigners come here and push through and are, are technically more successful? I'm trying to understand. We don't have these issues because we bust our ass? What really irritated me, um, and I didn't watch the whole thing, but I don't know if it happened, the one person who is of Caribbean descent who should have mm. chimed in with some knowledge, she did not I didn't hear anything from Angela Yee. She was saying a couple well, of she things. Did, she did say But she's things, never but a strong she voice. She, yeah, she's, she did say things, you know, growing up, because she grew up in East Flatbush, so she knows what the deal is. Um, but, you know, she, like, just like Cynthia just said, she's not a strong voice. So she did say things, but it's like, you're never, ever going to hear anything too strong from her. Because the only strength is Charlemagne, and this is why I'm disappointed. Because he's done a lot for for people, for blacks in the community. and. This was his opportunity because I know that he's had previous conversations about that because I've heard him have previous yes. conversations about this very many times. So this was his opportunity to highlight in a positive light this situation, and he was totally ignorant. And, like, why? Just imagine, and yes, I'm going to go there, but just imagine you are a woman who's assaulted. And you go to the cops and you say, I've been assaulted. And they say, are you sure you were assaulted? Well, you hear like, Charlamagne do that I'm every fucking week, too. too. Are you sure? <laughs> are you sure that you didn't ask for it? Like, that's what I'm going to liken it to. Because that's what that shit is. And he, the only reason why Charlemagne has eased up on women in saying shit like that to women is because <clears throat> women handed him his ass. Women in his family handed him his ass. But see, he, Adela said, said this a few moments ago, and she said it well. There's a, there's, at least this is what I understood her to say. There's, Americans have this mentality that they're better than. With all the least bit of education, 50-something, 100-something on the education scale or whatever that Americans have, they always think that they're better than everybody. And because they think that they everybody, they better than everybody, how they relate to people that are foreign is very interesting. So we all have heard his stories that mostly what he used to fuck with was Dominican women, but he's above them. So he's not really, he's there to fuck them. He's not really there to even listen to them what they struggle in. Right. And these broads are really, most of the ones he's fucking, look like Cardi B, look like Bernice Burgos. And these are the ones that very much want to 
step away. This is a little dark, Chris. uh, But my thing is, these are the ones that kind of want to step away and say they'd rather go with exotic than they're black, unless it suits them. Man, kind of fuck me. Oh, God. And the other vein of it is, he is a man trying to understand a woman's struggle, which I think, again, is something I was a little like, Angela, he should have kind of chimed in more because on top of the colorism thing, there is a a woman's thing, right? Because <coughs> as a woman, you have no, you're trying to look for some type of validation in a very male world. So that's the other piece or the other underlining um, variable mm-hmm. here Factor. because mm-hmm. as a woman, now you're you're trying to also highlight the colorism thing but also that sexism thing as well, right? Because she's a woman trying to explain it to a man who will who will never fully understand mm-hmm. that struggle. We just have like, to go the extra mile just to be looked at. Yeah, exactly. So, so that's the other underlining layer there. That's kind of. I mean, he's so caught up. He's so caught up in things that don't matter. Like he's like, "Is that your hair?" You know, like like the same, but it's literally all the same embarrassing things that white people say to us. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Mm-hmm. The reason why we have a don't touch my hair hashtag. You know what? And I'm glad that she clarified it for everybody. And you know what? I watched the majority of the interview, and she was very graceful. I've, I, I've come to, you know, I actually saw that episode where the man where she went to him about music and the first thing he had to say is like what's that on your head like that was literally the first thing she he said when i went to go meet hollywood i really didn't think or know that he was also a stylist <laughs> not let's say we were actually to take off something and do a record right and i'm like yo i need you to look a certain way what would a certain way look like like what it was weird as hell. The only thing he was concerned about the moment I walked through was the way that I look and my fro. You know, the Afro is cool. They maybe we do, you know, say like a video here and there, certain stuff, but you know, maybe try something different, different looks. So wait, I don't get it. What does that mean? It's a seasonal thing. Maybe sometimes you might want to, you know what I'm saying, twist it up. Maybe do some braids, some cornrows, flat iron it a little bit, put it to the side, a little bob, you know what I'm saying? So I can't be elegant if I have a fro. Yeah, I guess so. Mm-hmm. Oh, man, they're going to attack me for that. Mira, Hollywood is un estúpido. Being an Afro-Latina, I think I, I embrace it Hold as much as Afro-Latina, possible. elaborate. Are you African? Or is that just because you have an Afro? You see that brainwashed mentality that I'm talking about? Oh, uh, hello. You're only a couple of shades lighter than me, like by this much. At the end of the day, the music industry, they're looking for cookie-cutter poster child. So where are the women that look like myself? I didn't mean to offend you and try to come off with you that way. dead gorgeous but look how much negativity she comes up against why do why are you wearing an afro like afros aren't sexy like 
Oh my God, like all these things. And I'm sure she's going to use this platform and go somewhere. She seems to like be in the right lane. She has like, because she could have, she could have so easily just placed him, but she was literally just trying to explain herself. And, but, but, but the level, I feel as if um, Charlemagne insists upon being ignorant mm-hmm. like it's it's his ignorance is literally his choice at this point because he's had this conversation i've seen um <coughs> what's her name the girl from orange is the new black um dana i can't remember her last name mm-hmm. um saying oh i'm dominican and i'm i'm afro-latina and what is that he's had this conversation entirely too many times entirely. i don't understand after af- after the second conversation why he can't get it why? Because he don't. Re- why can't you just accept? He why don't respect. Can't you just accept the fact that the Dominican Republic. Let's just focus on the Dominican Republic. The Dominican Republic is in the West Indies, and every West Indian country had African slaves. That's just a fact. You don't need to put your spin on it. You don't need to add any information to it. That is facts. So can we just go with the facts? Instead of your stupid country back a wall <coughs> ignorant. But anyway, I think we've given too much time to Charlemagne. He is highly disappointed in me yet again. Okay? I usually give people the three strikes and you're out and he's on strike number two. I don't know. I don't know. I just I've never given him that much credit. From the business from the business perspective, good, I've Exactly. Given him a from lot. a business perspective, yes. But from a I guess personality conversationalist, like, stuff that comes out of his mouth, I'm always, like, I cringe all the time. Like, what? What? And I I, I, I would not have put this past him. Like, I'm not shocked, nor am I disappointed, because I, I just, I don't think much of him in his perspective and a lot of his point of view. I mean, sometimes he's on the mark, and other times he's so far off the mark, it's like, where the hell are you getting this from? I hear you. There was a when Charlemagne first on <coughs> I think Breakfast it's the growth Club, though. Like, yes, that's the thing. When he first got on Breakfast Club, I wasn't really about him too much. I thought he was funny when he was on the Wendy Williams show. Um and he's uh, he was obviously all about triggering people and I got that was his role, but when he started to grow <coughs> as an individual and I saw that then I started to be more accepting of him. And then he got into business, and I saw that he was really intelligent when he comes into business. He's a great networker, and I respect that. So that's literally where it ended for me. You know, I mean, there's very many things about him that I didn't like. Like, I used to, I've been listening to his podcast for years. I was listening to his podcast when it first dropped. And I didn't like, at that time he wasn't married to, but I didn't like the way he talked about, and this is just me, I didn't like the way he talked about um, women that he slept with when he, because he was in a present relationship and I felt like he did not speak about a man as a man should about speaking about his past. He was not appropriate about it. And that always kind of rubbed me <coughs> the wrong way. But it's none of my business because I ain't fucking on. But I always, that always kind of rubbed me the wrong way. Um, 
but I still, you know, like there was a lot of growth with him over the um, past few years and I respected his growth. And then I just think that here, like he's, I don't know, something is shifting in not a positive way for him. So that's where he's at right now. He needs to work, look into that. He needs to tap into that. And the thing is, he is surrounded. Like he seems to be surrounded by more and more educated women that can share their stories. No, I don't even want to say get him together. I don't like that because it's a grown man and like nobody should be raising him. He got a mama. But you know what I'm saying? He's he's surrounded by really highly intelligent women who share their stories um, that you would think he would garner some information from. But what I from this comment here, these comments here that he made, it seems as though the story like if if person A tells you a story. This applies only to person A. It doesn't apply to all the other women. If person B tells a story, he can't take anything from any individual's life and say, huh, this might be affecting someone else in a similar way. That sort of nuance seems to be lost, and that's disturbing. That, to me, is critical thinking. And, and, and it, it, you cannot, you, 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 you have no critical thinking skills? Jesus Christ. If he can get so behind this kind of like, well, you know what? I feel like it's not going to really change unless it affects him. Like, you know, though, after being explained rape culture and then him having his epiphany about rape culture, um, I'm sure that has a lot to do with the fact that he has a wife and two daughters. Um, But this whole West Indian, Hispanic... That's never going to be his reality unless, you know, it's it's never going to be his thing. It's never going to be. So he's he's always going to look at it like, you sure you're lying? You sure you just don't have a suntan? I mean, for heaven's sake, they were talking about blackface. Like, that's how bad it got. I don't know if it was in that. They were talking about, yeah, because there are people online accusing her of wearing blackface yeah. and she's like this is my color like she's like i got a couple of pieces to round out my fro but other than that what you see is how god made me you know Dear God. Yeah. in 2018 yes <laughs> people out here talking about blackface yeah but it's, it's black people talking about blackface it's not even white folks that's doing it the levels of fuckery the absolute levels of fuckery so I think another hot topic of the weekend slash week has been Monique's plea to everyone about boycotting Netflix. Hey, my loves. I am asking that you stand with me and boycott Netflix for gender bias and color bias. I was offered a $500,000 deal last week to do a comedy special. However, Amy Schumer was offered $11 million dollars. Chris Rock and Dave Chappelle, $20 million. Then Amy Schumer went back and renegotiated two more million dollars because she said, I shouldn't get what the men are getting, they're legends. However, I should get more, and Netflix agreed. When we asked Netflix to explain the difference, why the money was so different, they said, well, we believe that's what Monique will bring. We said, well, what about my resume? They said, we don't go off of resumes. Then we asked them, what was it about Amy Schumer? And they said, well, she sold out Madison Square Garden twice, and she had a big movie over the summer. Is that not Amy Schumer's resume? And then Netflix said, by the way, we believe Monique is a legend too. Why should I get what the legends are getting? Please stand with me in this boycott of Netflix. I love us for real. 
and I'm going to say this from a cost effective, <laughs> savvy place. She's crazy. Netflix, Hulu, all these mediums are like the poor person, cable. working class. It's their cable. So how are you going to tell them? Because who's paying a hundred plus dollars working class? You may be paying for the for the maybe the low end internet connection that you're paying, and maybe maybe you're doing seventy eighty dollars a month <coughs> with the low end. Or you may splurge and get the high end, and then get your Netflix, and you're good. So from that point, she is barking up the wrong tree, and then. She is not someone who I have seen, and correct me if I'm wrong, ladies, has come out and championed anything that does not directly affect her. And it's kind of like, remember when they were um, Oscar so white, that whole thing, or Mm -hmm. I remember the whole camp, what was the campaign? But that whole thing that came out when um, Will Smith was nominated and Jada was Mm -hmm. like, she's going to, it seemed I always say it seems very disingenuous because why are you now old? We've seen it in the past. Why are you only now coming to the front and pleading to boycott because it has some direct impact on you? And I always <laughs> kind of find that very disingenuous. And I'm like, well, whatever. It's when it's convenient to you, when there are so many other times when you should speak up, where it's not impacting you and you should speak out. And a lot of, and not just Jada, not just Monique, there are a lot of people who shy away for whatever reason and don't speak out on real issues. So for this issue, for her to come out, and I'm like, again, this is a BS issue, I will go into further on the reasons why it's a BS issue. (laughs) But I do think this is a BS issue from beginning to end. Ladies, please share because I have like a whole thesis okay. on why this is a beast. <laughs> All right, I'm sure. Well, it's a couple of things. You know what? Um, I think Monique is that comedian that we grew up watching, and she's familiar. You know what I mean? And she went out there and she showed her chop her chops in Precious, and she got her. Um, Oscar, and I mean, I could just say in retrospect, I'm sure none of us ever watched the Parkers and thought that she was ever, ever, ever mm-hmm. that she had that in here. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But so she has that. But for whatever reason, you know, the word uh, Monique and blackball is synonymous. Black people blackballed her, you know. Black Hollywood blackballed her, Hollywood blackballed her. I don't know. I can't get that deep because I'm not that interested. I'm sorry. Just in the village. I'm I'm just not that interested. But, sweetheart, in this day and age, the same way you get up every morning and you did your little dance workout videos, you better get up on there and do some jokes like these comedians coming up on you on, on Instagram. I've seen comedians. I've been following Just Hilarious for like maybe three plus years now. This girl is doing the damn thing. When I'm telling you everybody knows her, I mean, she might be doing her own 
promotion and tour, and it's the Just Hilarious tour. But just as she has decided to carve out something for her by making little jokes and setting up little segments for people, like she is making it on that. So if she wants to rest upon her laurel Netflix and be mad at Netflix, girl, bye, sit down somewhere. Okay, please sit down somewhere and or get up and do something about your do something about it yourself because it's it, it's it's really not that deep. And then second of all, a lot of us don't necessarily think that she's that level of funny. You know what I mean? I remember when she did like the Parkers. I don't never think I ever watched the full show. You know what I mean? That was for like maybe funny for like middle school students and I was probably like in my late teens so I didn't watch it but I never thought that it was that funny I mean it was the same joke over and over again how to try to get Mr. Ogilvy that's like all you did and then yeah she had that prison stand up and that was pretty good but it was just like and she had the piece the queen of comedy but it wasn't just her no, but there's a thing is like her 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 comedy. There's levels of comedy. There's like stupid gym locker room levels of comedy. There's slapstick. There's then there's like intellectual, and then there's like comparing things, real life scenarios, and what if we did this and what if we did that. Like I don't think she's. I think she's giving herself way more credit than the people have given her. And the thing is, you need to get your accolades from the people. And I understand that she said what she said humbly. Uh, You know what I mean? But the fact of the matter is, even though you said it humbly, that is more your personal opinion than the great majority of black folks. We think you're funny, but not that level of funny. And at this point, if you think you're that funny, you need to prove that to us, okay? Or at least carve out your niche. Because let's be honest, Kevin Hart is out here making them them dollars. But there's a whole group of people who don't think Kevin Hart's that funny. Mm -hmm. But you know what? He can still make his money because there's also another group of people who do think he's funny. So you need to find your money group that thinks that you're funny and cater to them and stop whining. So to me, you brought up a really good... So I, do I think it's a real issue? Yes. I do think it's a real issue in terms of pay disparity and that sort of thing. I think what Monique is having difficulty with is it's a different day and age. You know, she came up with people that they did all the multiple tours, everybody touring together and that sort of thing. And I guess she thinks she does, she shouldn't have to do that anymore. The thing is, look at what some of the greatest comics have done. D.L. Hughley, Cedric the Entertainer, Charlie Murphy, Eddie Griffin, and George Lopez. They just did a huge tour together. They're, they're still touring and going around, and they did a special. They realized that there's more strength in numbers, one. Secondly, they've diversified. Hughley got his radio show. He's got his talking points where he's a talking head on things. People who have their television show. They have movies. They have all these things. I realized that 
she may be a little, what is the word I'm looking for? A little uh, stagnant because she's saying she can't get jobs in Hollywood acting and that sort of thing. But I think the best person to emulate is Kevin Hart. Kevin Hart decided to build for himself. He decided to build platforms for himself and make it a thing. Kevin Hart single-handedly made himself popular. I don't doubt that she has had difficulties. I don't doubt that she has had some sort of thing where people are like, mm, she's too difficult to work with. I also do not discount the Oscar curse because many people have won an Oscar and not done well after they've won said Oscar. But what I think she really needs to do is just go out there and make opportunities for herself. Stop talking about what people aren't doing and just make it for yourself so that they cannot deny you. I mean, she is doing tours. She still is doing comedy stuff, but I think it's on the Chitlin circuit and she may feel, and rightfully so, she's risen above that. Look at Monica. Monica does the Chitlin circuit and is comfortable in that lane and doing well and exposing herself. Well, you know what? Exposing she's herself to a greater person. She's also humble. So that's what this is. A, her Monica's thing is a real humility because Monica is. I'm very sure Monica is like. You know what? I'm not out here trying to I don't need to prove myself because I know when black people think of girls who can sing I'm definitely one of them you know what I mean mm -hmm. and they will always call me to do this that and the <coughs> so I always I got that particular bag but I'm a mama and I have small children and I don't want the demands of x y and z to take me away from my family. And so she's going to be in that lane humbly, but at the same time, because her, she, I'm sure, she believes in her talent, Monica doesn't have to go out there and do all these things. It's like almost, okay, if you believe, you're saying what you're saying humbly, truly, you, you have some confidence in yourself, you would say, I decline Netflix and maybe share it with the world, but to ask them to boycott it, I don't necessarily so, know if she did it the right way. So here's a couple of things. One, Monica, she may stay in her lane for her children and whatever, but one thing she does know how to do is she knows how to use social media. She uses the tools that she has. The girl, the woman is everywhere. Oh, yeah. She's friendly with everybody. If you don't see her on her own pictures, you see her in somebody else's picture. Mind you, who else can sing and you don't see her everywhere? Brandy. And she got a stank attitude and nobody don't want to be around her. She can sing. Nobody doubts her talent. The next thing is, at the end of the day, as much as we are in a sharing culture, don't nobody want to hear about your finances. Certain things should not be spoken about. Just like... You see how they would tr they p blew up and was talking about um, Tracy Ellis Ross and she was like I didn't put it out there you know having my my personal business being spoken about it was a challenge like it was very embarrassing but I'm glad the conversation is being had there's a bit of humility not like yeah they better give me my shit because they doing me what for what to boycott you want us to boycott Netflix there's an arrogance Della go ahead with your thesis because I really want to hear it. Let me let me go ahead because I wrote notes. I gotta get that notes. Oh shit! All right, <laughs> we are going to go with the first thing. I think all of you kind of all of you kind of tapped on it, but I'm going to expound. <laughs> Branding, right? People within the past three to five years, they don't really know what her brand is. What used to be synonymous with her is, I hate skinny bitches. That was part of her stick, right? That was part of her thing. 
skinny bitches is evil. <laughs> You're right. That was part of her brand. She lost quite a bit of weight. She is not that big bitch anymore, right? So she needs to reintroduce whatever her new brand is, and I don't think people are familiar with it. Two is her lack of social media presence. You look at Amy Schumer, she had like 6.3 million followers. You look at Chris Rock, same thing, millions of plus followers. Only person who I don't think had a social media account or one that was high in the numbers was Dave Chappelle, and he is the anomaly, right? Because he had pretty much went in his cave, and then he just kind of resurfaced here and there. So he, even though he, it was like, you know, the unicorn had appeared, and everybody, like, craved, is he, is he doing something? And he would show up. He would be like Prince. He would just show up and do, like, some comedy. thing and about. Like, it would be like, <laughs> oh, my gosh, did you happen to see? Does anybody have a clip? And that was the thing. It was just kind of very underground, but very, people craved it, right? So he created his own demand with that whole supply and demand economics. That's a basic theory. He created that and had, I think, has done so purposely. All right. Oh, yeah. Now, with any company, they have tons of metrics. They called KPIs, key performance indicators. And I am sure if you looked at what, where is she performing? She doesn't have a social media presence. She doesn't. Um, she does have one. It's not just, done. it's just not big. It's ha- but but it's not hitting numbers. It's right, not right, hitting right. numbers where they could say, okay, this is worth the investment, right? They are low. I'm not saying she doesn't have any, mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. they're not hitting the numbers that a Netflix will say, oh, I'm willing to give you $10 million. Right. She's just not getting those numbers across the board, however you want to look at it. Look at movie sales, look at recent movies, look at followers, how, whatever area you want to analyze, she's not hitting the numbers. Also, kind of wanted to expound further on the branding issue. I don't know if everybody will remember this, but there used to be a show called Dawson's Creek. Mm-hmm. I believe it was Dawson's Creek. And one of the lead characters was a redhead with huge curly hair. Pretty white lady, pretty curly hair. You're thinking about Felicity, but not, she was, it was... Well, whatever. Her name is Felicity. <laughs> when she changed her brand or what was synonymous with her, what did she do? She cut her fucking hair, which was like a big thing. They then began writing into people's contracts. You couldn't change your appearance and so forth. And that is, again, what she has done with her branding. She has changed her appearance so much that she needs to kind of develop what her, what her brand is. And people are not familiar with what it is. Also, Rosie O'Donnell did the same thing. When she lost a ton of weight, she did a stick on her, I believe she had a heart attack or a stroke. I don't remember which one, but she did the whole thing, did a special, and kind of reintroduced people to her as she is now. She's not as heavy as she used to be, and she talked about it, and that was part of how she rebranded herself, how she now exposed herself to the public, right? And finally, we have very, quote, quote, underground or not mainstream. I'm a comedian-type junkie, so I like comedy. T.K. Kirkland, he doesn't do any big, big things on that level. But what has he done? He is right. He is produced. 
all these things behind the scenes. I don't think she's doing any of those things to keep herself relevant, right? Aerie Spears, again, same thing. D. Ray Davis has done little things, not truly made his mark, but again, he's working the system, right? And also, I'm glad you guys mentioned this because I was going to talk about it. She's had twins very late in life. Not that Uh I'm knocking the fact that she has, but she probably wants to be home and doesn't want to be on the road and has strict requirements. You got to make a sacrifice. Either you're going to be home with your kids and suffer like every other working woman and suffer and not make, or you're going to be out, not home with your kids, not spending the time with your kids that you want to, and make money. You can't have it both ways. No other working woman has it both ways. You may have it or make it a little bit more appealing to you and maybe travel during their time off and out of school or whatever and change it that way, but you have to make a sacrifice. And which one is it going to be? you got to make a choice. And she clearly, to me, has not made any of those choices, has not done any of those things for her to be successful. And finally, with Wanda Sykes, she mentioned she went to Netflix. They offered her, like, less than 250000 She didn't expose them and put it out there, but what she did is she found somebody who valued her worth. Why couldn't she do that? Monique, got to don't understand. It makes no sense to me at all. And I say, I've said this before, and I'll say it again. We have to stop crying, going to these damn white people about what they're not paying us, and create your own lane. Yep. And she hasn't done that. And I close my thesis. Thank you. Book close. She has to create her own lane. She's doing things, you know, losing weight. She's got the podcast. There's so many things she could do. I'm concerned, though, <clears throat> that, and you guys know, I don't like to talk about people's marriages or get in between their shit, but I'm just concerned that maybe her husband is going at this like, um, I don't even know what to say. I, I just think that a lot of this has her husband's hand on it. You think she's married to a Is that what you say? No, 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 no. No, I think her husband is her ride or die. Like, he's opening, he's pushing down doors. I just think he's going about, maybe he's advising her to go about her career the way he would go about his career. And he's not in the entertainment business. So there's certain things that should or could be done differently. I even hesitate in saying that because who are we to tell people how to behave? We see the Amy Schumer's. And the Sarah Silvermans that are just extremely vulgar and act like they don't give a shit and they're getting stuff. So I'm not saying her points aren't valid. I just I just wonder at all these things that she is the one that's constantly highlighting. Like, why should she always be the sacrificial lamb? Because she's it's not coming off that she's pointing out and trying to do better and try to make, you know, strides and open doors because that's how she's framing it. That's not how it's coming off. So maybe somebody else should do it. They turned down Wanda Sykes. Didn't nobody know. Don't you want to no, know? They didn't something? turn her down. She turned them down. No, they made her a low ball offer. Right. They offered her $250,000 and she said, no, thank you. But you want to know something? No offense, but I don't really find Wanda Sykes 
She's not funny. That funny. I remember when um, she does well with other people. Like when she was with Chris Rock, she did well. And then I remember because of the hype, she got a show, and that just can't quickly disappeared. Um, but she's not that funny. And then like when um, Monique came out, she was like, "Master, it's the Wanda Sykes." She was like, "Wanda ain't funny." It's like, I'm sorry. And I don't even necessarily think that they are judging harshly. But the thing is, like, they did not prove themselves to be that funny. There's Like, for example, I think Tiffany Haddish. I feel like if Tiffany Haddish was quiet for the next two years, she could pop up in the next two years in 2020 and come out with a movie and people would want to see her, even though people have short attention spans. But Tiffany kicked us in the gut so hard that we're like, oh, okay, I'm going to go see her. You know what I mean? Monique, there's a I lot don't, of I don't co-sign on that, and this is why, and this is going to sound so shady. Uh-oh. Tiffany has, had his, has a more marketable look. Uh-oh. And mm-hmm. I will leave it at that. I don't think. Okay. I hear you. I hear you. <laughs> I hear you. I hear you. Completely loud and clear. That was a shady. We get you. Well, she we, she I, don't she don't have to explain a lot. As long as she yeah. pop up looking relatively the same, uh huh, she's gonna be fine. No, I get you. And I totally. But you know what I mean. At the same time, but I'm just saying, uh, looks aside, she's just funnier. I've watched. Tiffany Haddish's, you know, comedy routines before she was popping. She's funny. She's funnier. You know what I mean? And then she's also funny on a relatable, like, my demographic. demographic. So, like, my demographic finds her funny, and she reaches, like, the 17, 18-year-olds, you know what I mean? So she's why, but I don't think, like, she's not thinking, uh, Monique's not thinking like that. Monique and Wanda are never going to hit these 18-year-olds. They're the ones that are throwing away and burning money, not us. We wait till they come on Netflix. (laughs) And she's telling us not to go on Netflix. Exactly. We wait till it comes on Netflix. We ain't spending the money. We like, girl, that movie looks funny, but I'm going to just wait till they come play it on Hulu, girl. (laughs) (laughs) you know what I mean so the thing is she has to understand that you have there's a time that you have to you have to work your specific time yeah you know what I mean not everybody could be Naomi Campbell okay Naomi Campbell started modeling when she was 15 years old and here she is 40 plus still modeling that is not the average model's Mm -hmm. um lifespan they need to hit it between 14 and 28 these other bitches out here making mm-hmm. making uh, rugs and and sofas and towels, but they parlayed they shit. So this is the time that Monique needed Need to, to parlay her shit. The neck, exactly. But look. she want to do what the young ones, young guns do. Not with them grazing your head, boo. It's Ooh. not gonna work. That don't. See, that I'm don't not work. even gonna say that she could do it with the graze. But you know what? Listen, I graze in my head. Okay. I'm just you saying it's it not going to translate. Kind of shade. I'm I don't saying appreciate it, the I'm little ages because no, 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 no. The grave is not the fault for me. What, okay, you stay there. You ask any. You have a conversation with anybody 26 and younger about Jay Z. They don't. They could care less. Mm. They could care less. Really? We are the ones that respect him. 
them. They're not paying to go see him on the ground. When you go to a Jay-Z concert, you're going to see our demographic and white people. Okay? So what I'm saying is with me pointing out those grays in her head, listen, I got grays in my head in the same place where she got grays in her head. The only difference, the difference between her and me is that if you stand me next to one of these little young I physically look more like them than she does. Like, See, I don't know. I don't like this. I don't like this line of. No, so young people, young people deal with the physical. So if y'all don't want to accept it, That's true. you can go right ahead. We all know that the people who spend the most money are 18 or 40. Okay. So 18 we're to 35. 35. Okay. So, but what I'm saying <coughs> is the young ones, let's just call it between 15 and 26. And some disrespectful motherfuckers, they don't care. They don't care what, so they're going to look at you and be like, who this old nigga? And you're going to be like, oh my God, you should have reverence for them. Do you know what Monique's done? Do you know what uh, Jay-Z has done? If it weren't for him, you, they don't care. So I'm speaking because I hear the conversations every day. I'm dealing with these kids. You know what I mean? This age group. And I'm mm-hmm. shocked, but this is fact. And this is what they and their little, their group think like. The same way they'll say something for us, it will be like, this is another thing that I'm going to throw out there. Our age group, when we think about people who pop pills, that's so foreign to us. We know people do it, but it's not us. But them, they're like, hey, I want to chill. I'm going to treat myself. Yeah, they do it. They do it just for the sake of people that pop pills in our generation. Something that happened to your fucking ass while you popping something. Either you was a crackhead or you have some sort of pain. Right. Well, I'm gonna say black folks. They're like, yeah, but they're like, they're like, I'm gonna treat myself, and that's their treat. So I'm just trying to throw out the mentality of these people who would be buying into Monique. You know what I mean? And it's like you don't relate anymore. Like you're saying, parlaying. Okay, what am I now? You can't. You have to find a way, a new lane. You have to. Like like Adela said, you know, before it used to be skinny bitches, but now she, quote unquote, is one of them. So I don't know, healthy bitches. I don't know. You need to think about some other kind of bitch to talk about. Like, <laughs> yeah, she, I mean? she was never the comedian to really talk about politics, social issues. Yeah, going on she was in never that tight. She has to start over. She has to start over, and, <laughs> and that's what she doesn't want to do. She doesn't want to do that. It is amazing that we are all on the same page. And I think all of us kind of very have very different viewpoints. And I really thought before, you know, that's why I said I want to have my thesis statement. I have, because I really felt like, and particularly Cindy, I felt like you were going to have a totally separate and apart um You prejudiced towards perspective. me. I'm going to call that right now. Huh? You prejudiced towards me. <laughs> Damn bitch. You're prejudiced. I'm going to call you on that fucking shit. You and I just generally have opposing viewpoints. Is that? Is that? We actually don't. We are. I think we are forty sixty. When it comes to relationship things, maybe. But you know, it's okay. You prejudice. You prejudice towards me. It's all right though. I can handle it. I can handle it. You're crazy broad. Well, we know I am. (laughs) That's why. That's why I said I have a thesis. I had my shit down. I knew all my points. I knew all my points. I found it amazing that 
one, we're all on the same page, and two, that there were so many, I don't know if you guys saw that on your line, but there were so many pages and saw about posts with this whole quote, quote, crap in the bucket. <laughs> black people don't support black people, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, really? No, girl, <laughs> I start seeing that shit and I'd be turning it off. Like, you know, I, like, I can't deal with that because we have to be able to be critical in a, in a uh, what is the fucking word, constructive way of one another. We don't all have to agree. We are not a monolith. We tell everybody else we're not a monolith, but God forbid one of us disagree with each other. Oh, who's a coon? Who's a this? Who? No. Listen to what the fuck people say and stop putting fucking labels on people. Listen, there's a reason why somebody's not really feeling what she's saying. Man, I swear to God. That's, a, that's another topic. Did you see that on your timeline? You saw, you saw those posts on your timeline, too. Girl, you know I saw them, but I be skip, skip, skip. And if, you, you, if I skip too much of you, I'm, I'm not following you. You know how many people I stopped following this week? Oh, my gosh. Because <laughs> I just can't. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna have it. I'm not gonna have you push something down my throat that is sh- that I should be that I am somehow anti-black by disagreeing with how someone's handling something. Like you, I'm. I'm at this point where make it happen yourself. Make what you want to see in the world. Create it. Create it, and don't ask nobody for shit. And just in this last week, I have dealt with people that cry that they don't got nothing and you give them an idea or opportunity and they turn around and shit on that idea and it's like the fuck are you crying for that to me if you have the time to cry about something i'm not saying i'm not saying you don't bring light to darkness and say hey this is some fucked up shit but at the same time while you're saying this is fucked up be on your grind moving and preparing and like you say move in silence get all your shit set up and then boom look at what Chris kevin hart did he was in some fucked up, shitty movies. What he turn around and do? His little special, and in between, he created a goddamn show. Husbands of Hollywood, the people, that shit is funny. He created something. Go ahead and create. You're creative, create. So why are we now having this, why are we having these goddamn discussions? And I'm somehow, and you know what? When I'm somehow create, bad because I, I, I'm holding black people accountable. Yeah, fuck out of here. The thing is, and you have to understand that when you also, I'm going to steal one of Cynthia's popular words, when you create, you create a legacy legacy for yourself, right? Mm-hmm. Um, yesterday, I caught a, uh, I can't remember, but I think Kevin Hart has an app, and he's using young talent. There were five characters in this particular little skit that they were doing. And one of the characters is a comedian that I have been following for 10 years on YouTube. Okay? 10 years. He's, you know, he made him, he's super, he was super popular on YouTube. He's built himself up. Every format that I've ever, of social media that I've ever been a part of, he's been, I've followed him. And he is now working with Kevin Hart, other the others um, I know from Instagram and been following for about three to four years, depending on the person. And it's like, when you see people, these were people who were just putting their phones to their face in their kitchens. You know what I mean? <laughs> they started with what they had. And now look at them. You know what I mean? Like, the, you have to start with what you have. Like, when you think of Eddie Murphy, at least when I think of Eddie Murphy, I think of Richard Pryor. I think of Red Fox. You know what I mean? It's like the legacy of those people because each one of them helped the other one out. 
on some level. So, like, she needs to understand that it can't just be the Monique show. It 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 has to involve other people as well. That's definitely not crabs in a bar uh, in a bucket. That's just you know each one teach one. You know what I mean? That's more along that but, line. I mean, this is where I'm getting... There's so many fucking tools out here for Monique to create her own lane and her own brand. Who is her stylist? Who is her people? Her team is fucking up. Her team is fucking up. That's... that's it, Her team is fucking up. And her husband's at the head of her team and, and the head of her home. You, you, you know, I don't like to be telling men what to do, but you're fucking up, nigga. You're fucking up because why? Why are we here? Explain to me why are we here. Every six months, we got to be here. To, to to boycott something, we gotta talk about other black folks that ain't doing shit. You out I'll here tell seeing Lee Daniels and writing fucked up shit. Oprah here and her hair flowing. They talking about she gonna be president. Uh, you know, all these people that she done shit on or talked about. You know who's quiet? You notice who's quiet? Who ain't saying shit? Her main boy, and she ain't called them out on it yet. I've been looking for that. See, that's when you're getting real. Where's Steve Harvey and all of this? Why he ain't create something for his sister, right? They were sisters, right? Sister and brother. The fuck he ain't saying nothing for? That nigga was just trying to keep his jobs, and I understand. But come on now. Oh, she ain't called his ass Tell me why. I'm going to tell you why you're here. And it's going to be shady again. Oh, God. Because her ass <laughs> got married to this dude. Oh. Has oh. relinquished the controls over to him and he fucking up. Her ass is too old to fucking understand. Yeah, I said it. How to maneuver through the social media platforms. Even when she was doing her little workout videos and so forth, (laughs) it was always somebody doing doing taping or whatever and helping her. Like, she was clearly fumbling at every turn. So she doesn't even know even if she could take the reins back, you don't know what the fuck to do. Yeah, because this is not the day and age to be telling people, baby, can you turn? But see, that's, see, that's, so I'm going to go with your, she's old and she wants things to be how they used to be. Because how things used to be, you could direct somebody, baby, can you turn the channel for me? Baby, can you do, that's just not the world we live in no more. You have to at least know a little bit. I mean, look how we get on you. To know a little bit about a little social media and about things that's going on. And we love you. I was screaming. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm just so irritated about this fucking shit. This shit really irritates the fuck out of me. But, yep, that that is why we are here. She is giving over the reins. She has not kept up with the Joneses or what the hell was going on. And now... She may want to take back the reins, and she may want to regain control, but she's so far behind, <laughs> she, don't, she don't know what to do. See, I don't want to blame that based on, her on what they're offering her, based on what they're offering her, she probably don't have enough money to get somebody decent at this point. That's the other thing. Ooh. Her ends may not accommodate hiring someone who is on point. So what she really needs to do is Guess find out who Amy Schumer agent is and get them. That's what, and if if she wants to compare herself with a highly decorated comedian, the one the hot most highly decorated alive, I need to see how she comes to that conclusion because um Whoopi, mm-hmm. black woman, he got a 
probably about the same demographic, if not older, has a Tony, an Emmy, an Oscar, a Grammy. She would be the most decorated comedian alive. Monique not in her me. last post, she has a picture of all her um her accolades and shit. What what, <laughs> what girl? I'm sorry, you don't have to prove yourself like that. You don't gotta take your little simple pictures and put them on the internet. The thing is this, I am sure. It's I, I I can be shady, especially when we just mentioned what it is that Miss Whoopi got, and you don't. <laughs> Um, it's not shady. It's factual. It's actual and factual. So, sorry, you need, you need to take a recount and just be humble. And I don't remember her writing no sitcom. <coughs> I mean, she was on the Parkers, but I don't remember her being the writer, executive producer, like, say, for instance, Martin or um, the Jamie Foxx show or... I don't remember her. She was, yes, the one of the star characters, but remember, that show wasn't really her show. That was a spinoff from Moesha for Countess Vaughn, and she happened to get the, the, mama, the mama role. role. The role. So, um, <coughs> again, I don't know what you had that was hitting like that, even if we're talking TV series. What did you have? Okay, you had the night show. All right. Um, but you and I was happy that. about that. I thought that was going to be good for her. But, you know, I saw, like, I thought it was a good idea, but she was, I'm sorry. I am so sorry. But she, how about this? I, I'm not going to be shady. I'm going to, I'm going to think about my words before I say them. Okay. <laughs> she was a flawed interviewer when she Agreed. asked questions. She they took were over very the conversation. Basic. They were very basic. She was a little bit too starstruck and excited to see everybody who came. It's like, calm down and ask good questions. You know what I mean? Like, show your excitement through the words, the questions that you ask. Ask the things that the people want to hear. Don't just be like, I remember when I was in Baltimore and you was doing this tour and you was. We don't care. We that's not what we want to know. We want to know that a lot of times she made the story, the interview about her and not the person in the seat. Right. Mm -hmm. And the thing is, I thought that the the show was a good look for her. But after watching a couple of shows, I saw that it was it was a good look for her, but she wasn't ready for it. She wasn't prepared for it. She like interviewing may seem easy. You have to have a knack for asking the right questions. You can't give that job to just any old body. It does not work for any old body. You need to have a rapport. You need to have some poise. And you need to ask questions and maybe frame it in a way that people get to answer. Like answer and maybe like you ask those threatening questions that maybe if somebody else didn't. Because you want to know what? You can interview, because you're Monique, you can interview all the black people who are not being taken on Jay Leno and all these other talk shows, right? And then you can ask the questions that we want to hear. You know what I mean? You know, you got to get your ears to the streets. You know what I mean? All black people know what we want to talk about. We want to know, you know what I mean? And 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 I didn't 
she didn't do that. And that's why... I don't show. know what y'all was watching, but I thought it was a total rip-off of the Arsenio Hall. <coughs> and okay. I thought it was... Let me finish. I thought that the set funny. was whack. I thought the lighting was horrible. I thought everything about that show was... I literally watched it one lackluster. show. I watched one show. <laughs> so I'm not even going... Everything lackluster. Okay. And yes. you want to know which show I watched, <laughs> too? What? <laughs> Guess, guess which show I watched? I don't know. I don't know. Um, so, Charlene calls them my peoples. The people that would talk about... <laughs> the people that would talk about um, poly, po- polyamory. Oh, <laughs> the little freak people. Oh. <laughs> she into that freaky life show. <laughs> I didn't watch it consistently. To, to, I don't know which episode that was. And I only but knew I she had, had a show because I followed a- them. I didn't know she had a show. I, I caught the show several times. All the, every time I saw it, I thought everything was off. I thought the camera angles were bad. I thought um, the the lighting was it was kind of dark, and the the set was ugly as I don't know what. I just didn't like anything about the aesthetic no. of the show. Damn it, girl! I agree with you. But I was rooting for her. You know how we was talking about Issa rooting for everybody black? I was still rooting for her with her little tacky spot. But I was rooting for her. I chalked it up to it was was, BET. Oh, damn. Hey, that's what I chalked it up to. Damn. Well, that could have been a hand in it, but I will not say that at all because I do remember the Ed Gordon, the Nightly News, and... That was very low budget, but it always looked good. Gotcha. So if we're going to, I'm just giving you my frame of reference. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I just didn't like the show at all. I didn't like it. I thought everything about it was wrong. I thought just everything, everything. Like, even I remember a couple of times I saw, and it was like you saw the tracks that the cameras and the dollies were on. I'm like, who is, who is the executive producer doing this? And you see all, like, everything. See, that's, that's, like, that's, that's the oh, shit that no. I'd be like, look at BET. Oh, well. <laughs> that's that's how I was. I was just like, <laughs> it just looks so bad. And you know, sometimes, um, even on Jay Leno or whatever, <laughs> they were like, get the camera, man, get the camera. And then you see, like, they are clearly being directed to show like that off shot mm-hmm. and you see the tracks that the cameras run on and everything. And it's definitely a isolated incident here or there where they're pointing out or illustrating something for whether it's skit or whatever. It's not caught in a take consistently. But I do think she had good, whoever was doing the booking for the shows or whatever, I think she had good people at certain times that were in line with whatever was coming up. But that's really all she had that she could kind of put a staple on and say, yes, that's her. Only other thing that she can kind of hang her hat on is Precious. Nothing else that I could think of outside of that. Damn you it. want to say the Queens of Comedy? I think it was a timing thing. She was she rounded out the cast. I don't think I didn't think she was the funniest one there, nor did I think she was the crowd pleaser. As we see it. You know, because she wasn't marketable, so she had to be pulled. You see, I noticed noticed that's what y'all do, calling ugly people (laughs) unmarketable. If you're ugly, you're fat, you're not marketable. 
<laughs> Y'all are what's wrong with Hollywood. Y'all bitches. I did not use that well, word. You didn't I use did that not. word. I said I noticed the little cold and shit that y'all got going on. <laughs> Notice the codes. 